Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. We got Blake, Blake Masters, Masters coming up right now. Uh, Blake, of course, is the candidate for U.S. Senate in Arizona in a very hot, contested, pivotal race against Mark Kelly there. And uh, Blake, great to have you here on the show. This is Rita Cosby joining the great John Katsimatidis. How are you? Awesome to be with you. Thank you so much for having me. You know, you knocked it out of the park the other day in the debate, um, and that race is tightening. How are you feeling on the race, and how much do you think uh, just that home run performance on the debate made a difference? Well, thank you. You know, we're feeling great here. We've got all the momentum, which is crucial because early voting has begun in Arizona. And, uh, you know, we had a good debate last week. I felt like all I had to do, Rita, was just tell the truth. Right. And so that's what I did. Mark Kelly, he struggled. And I think he struggled because, well, his record is indefensible. So how could you defend it? Right. He was stammering. He was stuttering. He was on defense all night because he's just been a rubber stamp vote for the Joe Biden agenda. And unfortunately for this country, it hasn't worked. You know, one of the big issues, of course, is border. Uh, that's a huge issue there. Um, and, you know, th- we were just talking, th- this president doesn't want to talk about the border. He doesn't want to visit the border. He doesn't want to talk about fentanyl. How huge of an issue of is it in Arizona? And what are you hearing from the voters there? Oh, it's it's either the top issue or it's, you know, call it co-equal with this crazy inflation crisis, which Biden has also brought us. But no, this wide open southern border. I mean, where to start? It's a humanitarian crisis. All the people being uh, trafficked up north by the Mexican drug cartels, they're victimized, horribly brutalized. There's a law and order crisis, right? This this lawlessness at the southern border. Well, that that crime, it climbs north. Homicide is up in Tucson, 87%, if you can believe it, since 2019. 87%? Wow. Yeah, more people are getting murdered than ever. Now, the the, the big item, I understand through the Arizona border, you're getting all that uh, Chinese fentanyl through the Mexican gangs. Poisoning our kids. 2,000 young people are dying every year in Arizona because of this poison. I I understand it's 140,000 have died in the last 12 months, 140,000 Americans. Uh, um, Blake, this is Rudy Washington. How does uh, Mr. Kelly explain to the public um, these type of drugs flowing over the border and not to mention the open border? And you guys are a frontline state. How does he even begin to explain that? I mean, I, I just can't imagine this race being tight. Well, mostly he doesn't explain it. Mostly he follows the Joe Biden 2020 strategy and just hides away in his basement. He's been radio silent, Senator Kelly has, about fentanyl for the last two years. Well, now all of a sudden he's saying, I'm really concerned about this. Well, you know, your concern doesn't mean anything if you're just voting in lockstep for the policies that are allowing this to happen. And when I got in live in the debate stage last week, you know, he admitted the border was a mess. He tried to put distance between himself and the policies that he's voted for. Uh, and he said, I've been focused on the border since day one. So I had to jump in and say, well, to no great effect, because we've got a wide open southern border, because if that's the best you can do, then maybe you should resign. We just had the Senate seat who can secure that border here in New York, in the Bronx. We just had one of the largest fentanyl um, confiscation bus um, this week. Um, uh, anybody remember that? I think it's ten million dollars. Yeah, it was double digit. Yeah, the largest for New York City. I mean. 
So this is really, but that's that's the problem is they give a lot of publicity to what they catch. How about what they don't catch? And that's the danger. Blake, it's it's Richard Weinberg. I want to ask you this. To me, it's much more than just an Arizona Senate race. You could be the pivotal vote in the Senate to protect this country, defend the borders, fight against inflation, restore law and order. People have to understand when they're voting for you, they're voting for a change of control of the United States Senate. Would you explain how important that is? And also, Blake, to the point is, if you don't get it, what, you know, think about where we're headed, you know, how pivotal it is. More more of the same. Yes. Well, that's right. And I think Arizona is going to be vote number 51. The whole future of the country could come down to this race because if the Democrats got a Senate majority, right, they would get rid of the filibuster. Well, that means they might be able to get Biden's agenda through. And that means they'd pack the Supreme Court. You thought one Katanji Brown Jackson was bad. Imagine 10 more by this time next year. You know, these progressive Democrats, they want to add new states to the union, D.C. or Puerto Rico, just so they can get two Democrat senators. Uh, They want to federalize elections. They want to run elections out of Washington, D.C., so that no Republican can ever win the presidency again. I think if any of those three things happen, let alone if they all happen, it's game over for this country. And, of course, the Democrats would love to just double down on the crazy, reckless spending and money printing that's caused this inflation. Uh, Foreign policy isn't going so well under Joe Biden. The world's on fire right now because of Biden's agenda. And so I think Arizona is the firewall. When we win the Senate seat back here, we can put a stop to all this madness. And and that's why this race is national. So if any if anybody wants to help me win this thing, you know, go to blakemasters.com, chip in five or ten bucks. I know it's hard in the Biden economy, but this is the most important Senate race in the country. And also, let's talk about the Iran deal. Obama schnookered everyone and did the Iran deal without a treaty. Having a strong United States Senate could insist upon making it a treaty before Iran gets another sweetheart deal from another Democratic administration. Look, I thought the Iran deal was uh, a nightmare. It was bad when Obama did it. Well, now Biden is threatening to get back in on even worse terms, on even worse terms. And it's just negotiating with terrorists. And I don't believe in that. This weakness that we're seeing from the Biden White House, it is dangerous. It's dangerous for for America. It's dangerous for our allies like Israel. And we need to get in and check him with strong Republican leadership. And he wonders why the Saudis are upset with him. Right, right. And going after, you know, Blake, I want to talk about crime, too, because some really sad news in the last like 24 hours. Uh, There were uh, two cops killed in Connecticut. There was one in Nevada, not far from you. Uh, There was another one, uh, an off duty one in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, Talk about just the how important it is to support our law enforcement. You know, I, I, I remember having dinner with you a couple months ago. You are such a big supporter of police and that what is contributing essentially now I think much to this increase in crime that we're seeing and this hostility and this ambushing of police officers, which is what happened in Bristol, Connecticut. Well, the problem is just so bad in Phoenix already this calendar year, more officers have been attacked than in any year before the, for the whole year. And, you know, I told this story on Tucker Carlson in January, there was a 21 year old Phoenix police officer named Tyler Moldovan who was shot seven times by a repeat violent felon. Now, amazingly, Tyler survived. I've gotten to know his family. It's been a miracle recovery that he's making. So what a pleasure and a miracle that's been to to witness. But I got to ask, why was this thug who shot Tyler? Why was he out? Because he was put away 
locked away for 20 years, sentenced for 20 years in 2017 for a very serious armed robbery. Well, because of, uh, you know, loose policies, Democrat defund the police, Democrat lawless policies, he was let out of prison early for no good reason after just three years. And one of the first things he did was go and attack a police officer. That's on a 20 year sentence. On a 20-year sentence, people need to be serving their time. People who are dangerous need to be put away. We can't, and you guys know this all too well over there in New York, right? People who do bad things need to have the handcuffs slapped on them, and then we need prosecutors who are going to put these people in jail and keep them there so they're not a threat to uh, to law-abiding members of society. 1,000%. I mean, the revolving door uh, that we're seeing in New York over and over again, and also younger, in the case of um, in the one in Raleigh, this killing the, that New killed. New Yorkers right now are as mad as hell, yes. and they can't take it anymore because uh, uh, nobody goes to jail. I mean, from, you know what I said to the governor the other day in New York? I said, repeat violent criminals. Don't you think they should be in jail? Repeat violent criminals. And it's that revolving door, John, that everybody's seeing. And they're younger and younger and feeling emboldened because the system's allowing them out. And you're seeing it there, Blake. Because really, they've created a climate of lawlessness. And we have to stop that climate of lawlessness. Well, Blake Masters, thank you so much for being with us, Blake. Uh, We wish you so much luck. And you're on a roll. It is a pivotal, pivotal race in the whole country's watching. And thank you so much for joining us on Cats at Night. Thank you, Blake. Thank you for having me. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.